fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, what a day. It's been a fun one today, and it just keeps on getting better and better. Welcome into the show. It is a Monday here on the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty, and happy Columbus Day. <laughs> I know that's a triggering message for some that's okay happy columbus day i don't care what you say we still need to celebrate columbus day i swear i swear as i know as i know that we had another day throughout the year at some point that was like indigenous people day or don't uh, we do have like a native american heritage month which is awesome but like an actual indigenous people say they made it on today i know According to the reports, like today, they tried to change it to Indigenous People's Day. But I swear there was another day throughout the year where they had Indigenous People or Native American Day or something. I can't find it. I can't find it because it was, every time I look at it, it just comes up on the second Monday of October, which is the same time as Columbus Day. And while they try to hate on Columbus, you know what? You need to remember both sides of it. Oh, they're victims. They're not victims. Not victims. I mean, they were victims to Christopher Columbus, but they were making victims of other individuals as well. I use this example all the time. When you have the same Native Americans, indigenous people that were being enslaved by Christopher Columbus and killed off, when they were in charge, they were the head honchos, and they were the ones that were killing off their other Native American tribes and using their skulls as soccer balls. So please tell me how they were victims, innocent, poor, lovey-dovey, hold hands, sing kumbaya type of individuals. <laughs> it was just the way of the times. Like you dominate the inferior groups, whatever they may be, uh, inferior communities. You take over their land. You take over their resources. You kill them off. You try and make them merge into your religion or your ideas. Whatever you do, that was the way things were then. So the fact that we're trying to compare Columbus to today's standards is stupid, and I don't really care. So we're going to continue on with Columbus Day. I did think of something interesting, though, as we uh, – as I was reading through the history of Columbus Day, now obviously, you know, the old school song of the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, and, and coming over, but I was really looking at the time frame. 1492. Now, for those, if you remember, I, I enjoy the Renaissance Festival. I enjoy the Middle Ages time, the Dark Ages, if they want to call it that. I It's hard to put things into perspective sometimes, but did you realize that's the same time of what was going on then? We had... The jousting and the duels, we had the taking over at castles, we had the, I mean, that was a little late from the Viking era, that was a little uh, a little before that. But the end of the 1400s, we still had that stuff going on. And if you want to look at victims, obviously we had major battles going on in Europe at that time. We had the, the Britons and the French and the Germans and the Vikings and the Spanish and everybody that was duking it out all over to be able to, with their caste system, by the way, for all the... You know, people that don't get any uh, any concern from the left-wing progressives today that are like, oh, the indigenous people were the victims. Yeah, all the peasants out there that were living in their filth every day, too. They weren't victims at all from the caste system where the king was sitting high and mighty on their uh, crown of gold and all the gold they had stored in the castles. And they were duking it out to try and take over each other's castle and take over each other's lands. Then you have people living in the mud and the filth with the swine. They're not victims either. No, no, we can't be talking about that. They're white people. They were privileged anyways. It's how stupid the conversation's gone. There's a reason I bring this up today. 
because not just it's Columbus Day, so happy Columbus Day to you, but there's actually a reason what this has led to. And I I mentioned it briefly. I filled in for Armed American Radio with Mark Walters, filled in for him just a little bit ago, and we, it, we talked a little bit about this, but there's a little bit different twist to it as well. There's a reasoning on why we want to, a more malicious intent, on why we want to get rid of history and get rid of what happened. Instead of just saying, here's what happened. This is what Christopher Columbus did. This is who he was. Was he kind of a jerk? Yeah, he was kind of a jerk. He used astrology and astronomy to try and scare off the natives when he knew that there was a solar eclipse coming up uh, and saying, hey, give us all the grain that you harvested. And I know that you may die this winter and you may not have your grain, but give us this stuff or else we're going to black out the sun. Our God will black out the sun knowing that there was an eclipse coming and the native. Yeah, okay, whatever. Native Americans didn't believe it. It happened. Guess what? They turned over the grain pretty quickly. Is that kind of a jerky move? Yeah, it's a jerky move. At the same time, you have superior knowledge over them. And at that time, you use it because that's just what you did. But what does that say about the other side? They didn't have that intelligence. They didn't have that understanding. And therefore, they became victim, quote unquote, to him as they made victims out of other people as well based on their superiority. And then they played them like puppets. I want to jump up to 2021 now in the state of California, Axios.com. And I want to show you how far we've come with a lack of intelligence or at least just common sense to question and say, you know, maybe we shouldn't go down this road or down this direction. Maybe we should start to question how far left we actually want to swing this pendulum because it's getting to a little bit of stupid. Axios.com, California mandates gender-neutral toy aisles for large retailers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that just happened. Now, Andy, what does a gender-neutral toy aisle have to do with Christopher Columbus? I'm telling you, when you don't have the intelligence to understand the world around you, you struggle through the life a little bit. You have a little bit lower of an IQ understanding of the world. Now, first off, regarding the California toy thing, I have to admit, I don't know any toy place, like a Walmart, a Target, uh, a bookstore. I, I don't know any place where they sell toys where they're actually divided by boys and girls. Do you? Like the only thing I thought we did was, like that was children's like clothes, and now that's kind of blended because you know how dare you have boys' clothes and girls' clothes? You can't be doing that. That's like you know sexist or something. <laughs> but if you have toys, you have an aisle of Barbies, and then you have an aisle of Nerf guns, which. They're not labeled, boys can only go down this hallway, girls can only go down this hall, this this row here, this aisle. You have a row of Barbies because you want everything together with the Barbies and the Barbie accessories. Trust me, I know much about the Barbies because my little voice of reason has tons of Barbies. At the same time, she loves playing Nerf guns with daddy. So we go down the aisle of the Barbies and then you take the little loop around the next aisle and you go down the aisle of the, of the guns and you get the Nerf gun and because we like to play Nerf guns. Mrs. Voice of Reason doesn't care about the Nerf guns too terribly much because <laughs> if I find a Nerf dart in this house, I'm throwing it away. Keep it in your room. You know that happens, but Little Voice of Reason enjoys the Nerf gun as much as she does with the Barbie. Please tell me why there's gender-specific toy aisles because I have yet to find one. But this is the level of stupid that we've come to because we've lost the ability of cognitive thinking on the progressive liberal end of the aisle. It's all emotionally driven. It's all, 
if it's the norm, then we need to break the mold because, like, we just don't like the structure of society that's kept us, you know, structured throughout our entire existence. But California Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law Saturday over the weekend a bill requiring large retailers to provide gender-neutral toy sections, according to the Los Angeles Times. Why it matters, according to Axios, California is the first state to adopt such a law as the LGBTQ advocates have pointed out that the marketing methods using pink and blue, quote, pressure children to conform to gender stereotypes. (laughs) Again, the side that says they support science obviously doesn't have a big enough IQ to understand basic science because there are boys, there are girls. Doesn't mean that you actually have to. Uh, boys can only play with G.I. Joe and with Nerf guns. Girls can only play with Barbies. Little Voice of Reason, she likes both of them. And she likes to use the Nerf guns on the Barbies. Mrs. Voice of Reason, when she was little, told the stories about using the rockets and the bottle rockets and the explosives to play with the Barbie and blow up Barbie Dreamhouse. I mean, she's, come on, Barbie's like a multi-gazillionaire, right? She could just build a new dream house. It's cool. Let's go ahead and blow that sucker up. This is the level that we've come to. This stems all the way back to a society when the utopian, tyrannical, overpowering government that had more superiority, that had better technology, that limited the amount of information flowing to you, this is what they utilize it with. Because when we're bickering about ridiculous, absurd identity politics like uh, boys and girls toy aisles and supermarkets, we're not thinking bigger picture here. We're not thinking about the $5 trillion that's going to put us into debt and going to bankrupt the nation. We're not thinking about the IRS regulating your transaction at $600 or more. We're not thinking about the Second Amendment issue that's being challenged every single day because that's apparently a public health issue. We're not thinking about the fact that masks don't do diddly squat against COVID-19 and that natural immunity actually lasts longer than a vaccine. We're not thinking about these things because we're thinking about the color blue in the color pink and stereotyping conformity genders for children because how dare you even assume that somebody is a boy based on their genitalia and that a girl is a certain gender based on their genitalia. How dare you even assume that? Regardless of what their personality is or characteristics are, you don't want to look at their character. You want to look at the individual. You want to look at the stereotyping of just body configuration and then question it because we just need to question everything in humanity. The details of the bill, the bill set to take effect in 2024 in overcoming opposition from Republican conservative groups who say it's a government overreach. Really? How crazy. Here's another one for you out of California in Axios.com. California public schools to provide free menstrual products by 2022. That's just a little weird. I don't know. I mean, I get it. You get into high school and girls are starting to go through that age, which I am not looking forward to from little voice of reason, by the way. I'm just going to pretend that I'm not in the house at that time. But when that starts to happen, don't you think that you'd like prepare a little bit more like at home and be prepared instead of just making it public and be like, here you go. Here's a vending machine. This is the crazy that we're in today. Because of progressives, this is, they are, they've gone all the way back to the beginning of time. They are the ones, the progressive, liberal, socialist, ideological, uh, whatever you want to call it, deep state or, or overpowering government or elitist or anything. They're the ones that have always, since the beginning of time, found ways to try and dominate humanity. They're the ones during the dark ages where the Catholic Church had just as much power as the government and taxed everybody and said, sorry, you're not allowed to learn how to read because then you would read the Bible. And when you read the Bible, then you'd realize that you don't have to be taxed by the Catholic Church in order to send your ancestors to heaven. So we're just going to kind of keep that little information away from you because you don't need to know that. 
We go back to the overpowering government of, hey, you know, hey, indigenous people, give us your grain that you harvested and, and, and try not to die over the wintertime because our God will come and smite you and take away the sun if you don't do so. Like, this is how crazy the utopian overpowering government actually is. Now, some of it's because they have the ability to do so. We can't let them have that ability to do so. We have to educate our youth of America. We have to get rid of the critical race theory to where it's all about the identity. We have to laugh, laugh at them to make them feel like they're two inches tall when they even try to do stupid stuff like gender-neutral toy aisles because it is the lowest common denominator of stupid. That's what they are. That's who they are. And we have to expose it that way. Here's the other one because it's all about identity now, right? all about feeling inclusive, all about feeling special. Uh, they've now come out with comic books of Superman who's gay. Because by golly, we have solved the world's problems now. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I've, I have to admit, I've never read a comic book in my life, never been a big comic book fan. I either want to read a book or I want to look at pictures. I don't want to do both because that's just confusing to me. But, I, I mean, I know the movie's a Superman. I know that he dated Lois Lane. Is that her name? Yeah, Lois. Yeah, it was Lois, right? Lois and Clark. Uh, that TV show was phenomenal with What's-His-Face. Um, but I don't remember in the comic books, at least, of them kissing or being intimate. Why does Superman have to do that now? But they sure as, you know what, have a picture of Superman kissing a dude because, by golly, that's the most important thing, and we have solved the world's issues because now we made Superman gay. All the identity politics, and it's the distraction from real issues of the day. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Columbus Day. I got a message on there. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. I mean, look, you can celebrate it however you want to. My wife is Native American, so you can't be like, oh, that crazy, like, angry white dude. My wife's Native American. I love the Native American culture. Absolutely love it. I try to intertwine that into my thought process, my philosophy of life, my lifestyle, my way of life, the things I do. I mean, I try to intertwine Native American culture into that because they are awesome and uh, the teachings are great. So you know what? You can't go down that road. But at the same time, why in the world do you just write off like one of the greatest events that happened, which is sailing across an entire ocean? Now, I will say uh, coming from the Viking heritage that that happened way before that as well with the Vikings coming up through the North area and then down through Canada and and the U.S. That happened like a couple hundred years prior to that even. So I don't want to hear that that was the first time, but to just trek it and say, you know what, we're going to get on a big boat and sail across this thing and see where it leads us. Like, that's a huge feat. That's amazing. And for us just to write it off and like, oh, he's evil. So therefore it didn't matter. All those technological advances, all those successes, all the great uh, t- uh, check marks that they were able to do as humankind, as mankind able to accomplish such a feat just to write it off because he's a bad man. Come on, dude. Stupid. Again, just left wing progressives doing stupid things just because of political. So not wanting to advance human evolution or advance our thought process in society just to try and throw the wrench in the system, keep us at that low IQ, keep us on the identity politics, and then try and just, you know, cause havoc. So we're not going to focus on that. Happy Columbus Day, happy Indigenous Peoples Day, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. Uh, that's all I That's all I got to say about that. Bottom of the hour, we have Will Witt. He is with Prager University. Prager U may have heard of that. Great, uh, uh, great um, organization that he has also... Uh, with his latest book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. We'll talk with him at the bottom of the hour as we talk about how have we lost the ability to dialogue? Have we lost the ability to debate? Have we lost the ability to listen to each other's thoughts, have a constructive criticism based on a debate and say, that's a good point. However, what about this point? And go back and forth and then be able to be friends at the end of the day. Have we lost that ability? Because right now, if you don't agree, then you're just an evil, racist, sexist, bigot, yada, 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 because we hate you and you're evil. So can we get back to common sense? Can we get back to actually having constructive conversation? We'll do that at the bottom of the hour in just a few minutes with Will Witt. However, real quickly, there is a poll out right now, according to CBS News and our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. The latest poll shows that the vast majority of America thinks that the economy is totally not doing in good shape right now and that only close to 30% of the country think that the economy is doing well. Now, that 30% obviously is probably some of those that believe that uh, we need to write off half of history because they were bad people, because they're stupid and not very intelligent. So uh, (laughs) if you think the economy is going in the right direction right now with inflation going out of this world, with prices skyrocketing on everything, with us not drilling for our own oil but buying oil and asking other countries to try and drill more oil so we can buy it from them, if you think it's okay for us to shut down all the economy, uh, part of the economy based on different mandates, if you think it's okay to shut down small business, if you think it's okay to destroy and spend massive amounts of money when we can't afford it and then hope other governments just buy off our debt, if you think that's okay, I I don't know how to help. I I really don't know how to try and educate and try and bring that back to common sense. Uh, 61% of Democrats, by the way, are in that category of not thinking the economy is doing too well. Now, that number is drastically lower than what it was 
during the entire four years of the Trump administration. And that's what Democrats despising everything Donald Trump did. How much do you know about the Build Back Better plan from Joe Biden? 10% say a lot of these specifics, 33% a general sense of some specifics, 28% general sense, and uh, it goes down from there. Supporting federal funding, 88% say that they need to lower prescription prices. By the way, Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump did that with his uh, pharmaceutical bill which is why he knew pharmaceutical industries hated him for lowering prescription prices. But yet, Joe Biden's still the man. We hate everything you're doing, Joe. This is all Democrats, by the way, CBS News poll. We hate everything you're doing, but we still like you better than Trump. We don't like your policies. We just like you in office. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It goes by way too fast. There's so much to talk about and so little time to do it. So much to talk about. And it never seems to end. You know, you used to have to sit there and scrounge and find different news articles and news stories and try and find things. That, no, no, all you got to do is bring up these headlines. And I don't like to just do headline readers because there's so much more to talk about that, again, they don't talk about. So we try to be a little more on the elevated level here on the program compared to other places. So welcome into it. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, your political therapist. Yeah, see what we did there? See? <laughs> Trying to therify you through the world of politics. That's what we are here on The Voice Reason. Find us all over Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, also the Instagram, TikTok, and OurFreedomBook.com. All of them with the handle at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, and the website at HoosierReason.com. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit and get to our guest, which I am super excited about. We sat down with him uh, just a couple of days ago to talk to it's been a while since we've been able to track him down and get him but I'm really excited to actually talk to him now as he is with Prager U he uh, spent a couple of years out at Colorado University in Boulder I know how he survived that not quite sure but he was able to do it we're finally able to track him down and get him on the program as he's been on his book tour with his latest book as well excited to have on the program with us here Mr. Will Witt and this is what he had to say with us here on The Voice of Reason. Will, how are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Hey, yeah, it's great to have you on the program. This is an interesting conversation about how to win over individuals and influence enemies. 
uh, I've talked about this quite a bit on the program, but have we lost the art of debate and dialogue? It seems like with the the social media and the nastiness we get on social media with the now if you lose an argument or you feel like you're losing an argument, you get the racism card thrown at you. Have we lost the art of being able to dialogue and actually have a substantial debate today? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even consider it a debate now, the things that we're seeing nowadays. It's more just who can shout the loudest or who can get the most amount of people around them. You know, that's kind of like Friedrich Nietzsche, the philosopher, he talks about the herd. And the herd is much more powerful than intellectual ideas or differences of opinion, where you can get a ton of people around you who all think the same thing. And instead of having to actually battle people on their ideas individually, you can just have tons of people all come out with the same idea and think that you are morally superior. And so, yeah, people have definitely lost the art of debate, and it's more just about who can scream the loudest and get the most amount of support. It's unfortunate. Now, now that we've gone down this road of this mob mentality, this, you know, democracy, we hear even elected officials talk about democracy of the 51 percent ruling over the 48 percent mentality that they like because of being able to get everyone to just yell and scream about the same thing. Can we come back from that mindset? Is it how difficult is it? to win people back over from saying, you know what, just because you yell the loudest doesn't make you right, let's actually have a discussion, win each other over, and think about ideas and expand our thought process. How do we do that? Well, I'll say this first. I think if you're batting 500, you're having a pretty good day changing minds. You know, Not everyone is going to be able to have their minds changed. I was speaking at University of Maryland the other day, and I had about 40 to 45 protesters come out to my event. And before the event started, I went out to them, and I offered them to come to my event and ask questions and learn. And I said, hey, I'm sure that conservatives have have lied about things that you guys have said, and I'm sure that people on the left have lied about who I am and what I believe. So why don't we have a nice discussion and you guys can tell me before my event what you think? And what did they do? They yelled at me. They screamed obscene things at me. They called me a racist. The guy had a sign that said, Will Witt is a racist liar. And they wouldn't have that type of discussion. And so I think that some people are incredibly lost, and not everyone is going to be able to have those conversations and change their mind. But there is a small elect group of people who are out there who can have their minds changed. So I think that when we're, we're working on trying to fix America, I think we don't need to necessarily think about it on a whole country scale and have all of us be that savior of the country, but more a savior of the individual, that we can go and have conversations with individual peoples to try and wake them up or educate them, and that should be our, our main calling, really. And so mm-hmm. might not have a whole lot of hope for the whole country, but at least for individuals, I have a lot of hope. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was my next question is right now that group that doesn't even want a dialogue, that just starts yelling obscenities and starts calling you a racist and starts calling names, is that the majority of one political side or the other right now? Or is it just that minority group that just yells really, really loud so we think that they're actually bigger than what they are? You know, I, it's hard to tell. It is hard to tell that, but I would say that that even if that those people who are yelling and screaming at my events are, are the minority of people, their ideas and the things they believe in are the majority, because the universities are controlled by the left, Hollywood's controlled by the left, uh, special corporate interests, uh, mainstream media, all of it is controlled by the left. So even if these, if only a small amount of people actually come and protest an event or picket me or whatever it might be, those ideas are dominant in the in the cultural lexicon right now. Yeah, we're talking with Will Witt, author of the book How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. You can find information on him at PragerU.com. You can also find him on his social media at the pra- uh, at the Will Witt as well. Talk about uh, this this argument and where you came up with this to be able to influence individuals. I mean, I know you that you went to the University of Boulder. 
uh, in Colorado. I've been to Colorado. I've been to Boulder. I know how crazy progressive left this is. Did this tactic work for you at that university, or are they too far gone over there? You know, it's, it started after university, once I dropped out. Because once I dropped out, then I started doing all the videos that I do now. And I found that the best way to change people's minds is actually through asking questions. It is not me going up to them and trying to necessarily change their mind. It is them changing their own mind because they can't answer the questions that I give them. And so all of the strategies in my book and the facts in my book, they're not just things that I just came up with and wanted to write about. They are things that I've gone out, tested, tried and true methods that actually work when changing minds. Because I've talked to thousands of people and changed thousands of minds. And I really think that the, the question strategy, like the old school Socratic method, is the best way to do so. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, do you think it's working? I mean, the last Republican convention that we saw last year before the presidential election, the, the Republican National Convention, really honed in on minority communities, really honed in on minority-owned businesses, really honed in on trying to reach out to minority groups that were winning themselves over to the Republican Party under the umbrella of Donald Trump at that time. And they did a big focus trying to say, hey, you are successful. You don't need the social programs. The Democrats have led you astray. We saw uh, Vernon Jones coming out of Georgia, that state representative there. That's a Democrat that supported Trump and supported them as a minority. Do you think the party itself is starting to move that direction? And are we doing a good enough job winning over new individuals by talking to them, trying to dialogue and reaching out with conservative principles to people that may not have heard this message before? That's a very big question. I will say that I, I personally don't have a lot of faith in the GOP. I, I don't know if the GOP is doing a good enough job to actually bring people over. Um, I, and I see people on, in the GOP who are very hypocritical, let's say. You know, people like uh, say that they support free speech. They, the Republicans say, oh, I support free speech. I, I love the First Amendment. And then they take money from Google. PragerU is suing Google for restricting our videos and silencing conservative thoughts. And then we have Republicans taking money from them. So uh, I don't think we're doing enough good, enough a good enough job as a party to say that we are in a good place. I think that there is a lot more that's needed to be done with actual candidates who want to put American values first and, and, and don't care so much about the, the money and the power. And I'm a very big fan of, of politicians who don't come in and say, I have a plan to fix everything. I'm much more a fan of politicians who say, put me in office and I will get out of the way. Yeah. And I think that we need more people in the GOP to be like that for, for real changes to really be made. Oh, I like that. Last question before we let you go. We're talking with Will Witt, author of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. Let's talk about generationally here. Who do we focus on to start making these changes? Is it our generation? I mean, I'm a millennial as well. I mean, I see my our generation where, I mean, a lot of the other side of the aisle individuals so emotionally driven that, as you mentioned, I mean, some of them can't be won over and they don't start thinking because it is all emotion. Do we try to win some of those over? Do we look to the younger generations and start with the edu uh, the early education? Uh, who's the biggest demo that we need to focus on right now to try and move forward with this disaster that we have? I mean, I really think it's Gen Z. And I think the biggest thing that conservatives need to focus on now is the education system in this country. Because the education system no longer teaches people how to be free thinkers or creative or passionate, articulate, whatever. It, it teaches you how to be obedient to authority and how to take leftist principles, add them to your repertoire, and then not ever question anything else. And so it doesn't matter if we have a conservative president, conservative news media, uh, conservative Hollywood. None of that matters. 
if the education system is just breeding out new leftists every single day. And so I think that we need to focus on Gen Z and specifically focus on taking the education system back by trying to get school choice implemented and trying to get rid of the teachers union and making it so that things like CRT and this gender theory are banned from being taught in schools across the country. Yeah, no doubt. It's the focus that we need to focus on. I love it. Will Witt, author of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. You can find that on Amazon and any other place as well, plus the website at PragerU.com. Find us social media at the Will Witt as well. I lied, last question, but I know you're on tour right now for the book. How's the book tour going, and where can people find you? The book tour is going awesome. I, I, I won't lie. I'm pretty exhausted. It's been <laughs> an exhausting time doing this you know, every day in New City, but I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, if you want to find out about my tour stops, you can go to my Instagram, and there is a, uh, the link in my bio has all my tour stops where you can get free tickets to every single event. Man, I love it. Good stuff. Well, continue on with it. Keep up the fight, my friend. I'd love to talk to you again here soon. God bless you. Thank you, man. All right, there it is. That's Will Witt, Prager U, and author of his latest book. You can find him on the Tweety and the other social media at the Will Witt. And you can follow him. He's got some great content. Uh, he made a big with some of the YouTube videos and, and social media videos that he did, you know, talking to crazy people and actually exposing some of the stuff. So uh, congrats to him on what he's doing. We'll get him back on the show again real soon. When we come back, we've got to take a break. Hard to believe. Already Monday flying right on by. When we come back, millennials purchasing homes, doing it in a different fashion. Uh, I don't know that I like this idea, but they're trying it because with all the student loan debt, the change of the dynamic and not as many in my generation purchasing homes, are they finding a new and unique way to actually buy homes and become homeowners with thousands of dollars of student loan debt? It'll be kind of interesting. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Plus, wrap up the program. Do you like the Biden's economy? Because it seems to be, oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> I was going to try this. It's cranking along. It's not. It's just not. It's failing miserably. And Democrats are even recognizing it as well. So that's the world we get to live in. We'll talk about that when we come back here on a Monday for The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here on the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to therify the left on a daily basis. I like that. I think we're going to stick with that here on the program. Got a couple minutes left, and I want to run this story past you because I just don't understand this one. This goes with the economy. Hey, do you think that we're building back better, Joe Biden? Do you think this is the way we're, we like the inflation? We like the massive amounts of student loan debt? Andy, we're trying to make student loans free and student college free. No, no, what you're doing is just raising the debt. But you're right, there is a serious issue with people having massive amounts of student loans, which is why instead of just making it free, we should, I don't know, promote like trade schools and we should promote different types of education to where you could get into the workforce and make some good money. I made that problem. I, I, I'm part of the generation. I get it. You cannot say that, well, you're just saying that because you didn't experience it. I have $60,000 of student loan debt. I started off with $88,000 of student loan debt. Our first home that Mrs. Voice of Reason and I had, we had a larger amount of debt from student loans than we did our actual house. Yeah. Think about that and put that into perspective. I had $88,000 of student loan debt, and I didn't even graduate college. (laughs) But you know what? I realize that wasn't for me. Uh, and that was partly the, the two-year out-of-state, li- you know, using the expenses for living expenses sort of thing, too, and then doing the broadcasting school on top of that, which the, the broadcasting school is like 10 15 grand on top of that. But that was way better than the massive amount of money that was spent beforehand. So uh, I get it. It's a real serious problem, and it's lowered the amount of actual millennials in our generation being able to purchase homes because of the amount of debt that we have. Our credit score could actually show it, but can we actually afford the mortgage payments? And with the price of homes right now, that are going all over the country that are rising dramatically the raw materials that it's making and the expense of the raw materials that's making it more expensive to build homes and make the housing affordable is a little ridiculous then you throw on top of it the inflation from joe biden and all the other garbage that we've had to deal with i get it it's very difficult to buy a house now there are ways to go about it where you can live with your parents unfortunately for a time being and you pay off debts and then you move on You could try that. That is an option. You can rent. Andy, that's expensive, too. It is expensive, but then when something breaks in your home, you don't have that uh, home buyer responsibility to actually take care of it. Your landlord takes care of it. It's a set bill. It's a set amount of money. You don't have to worry about it, and it helps you pay things off as well. Better than living with parents, in my opinion. But then you have this. And I don't understand. uh, This is going to complicate things so much. Uh, This is the trend I think they're starting to push. You know, and I used this a couple weeks ago, you know that divorce rates are extremely high. Like right now, the average length of a marriage in the U.S. is like eight and a half years. It's a crazy, ridiculously low number. It used to be like, I don't know, 40 years because you just marry somebody and you wouldn't divorce. Now the average uh, divorce rate uh, is a couple that lasts only eight and a half years. Now, I'm not 
saying that there's a divorce because obviously that complicates home buying. But now millennials, according to the Wall Street Journal, are taking that mindset to be able to become homeowners as they're now trying to partner up with their friends to buy houses. As in Billy and Sally want to buy a house. They can't afford to buy the house. So Billy's like, hey, my buddy John, him and his wife Susie, let's partner up together on four of us and we all buy a house together. This is the design for disaster. This is the recipe for absolute catastrophe. Why in the world would you buy a house with another couple? I mean, I get it. You're friends. You want to be cool. They want to be all great. Why would you do that? First off, if you want to go down that road of living with somebody else, then rent a house with a friend because one of the couple separates. You don't have any privacy. Something happens. Now you have to deal with it like a divorce where you have to look at the equity of the home, who's responsible to fix X, Y, and Z, who covers the utility. I'm sure they work all this stuff out, quote unquote, until something bad actually happens. And then you try to sell that. One couple says, you know what? We've got a family. we got to move on. we got to move out of here. And then the other one's stuck with the house and can't afford it. This is the dumbest idea. There are micro homes that are better ideas than this. And I do like that micro housing thing, by the way, too, a little, you know, three, four, five hundred square foot home. If people like to condense and downsize a little bit, that's a perfect opportunity to do so. It's only like a hundred grand for one of the, which that's still ridiculously stupid for a, for a micro home at 300 square feet. But you can purchase that and you can live in that. Don't purchase a house with another couple. Rent. If you guys are like roomies from the apartments when you were in college, then obviously you can rent together. If, you know, you have a couple couples that are renting a home together, do that. But to buy a house drives me nuts. But hey, you know what? Trying to advance in the Biden economy, you got to do what you got to do, right? Building back better where you have to buy with another uh, another couple, make it an absolute disaster, destroy everybody's rating, credit scores, destroy everybody's equity in their house. And then you're back to square one living in your parents' basement at the age of 40 instead of 30. So congratulations on that one. Building back better. Well done, Joe Biden and your economy. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in a bit. We have a heck of a week lined up for you, so don't miss it. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.